I feel like uh, doing Indlamu and if you're listening to this conversation you don't know what Indlamu is um, ask your colleague, your Zulu colleague uh, and they will explain it to you and uh, they uh, John Itleg uh, saying um, we uh, Africa idea Make the future clear. Make the future clear. And we are the scatterings of Africa, both you and I. You know, when you listen to um, such lyrics and you ask yourself, why is it that uh, there's just so much hate to one another? Uh, It's even worse uh, when it's black on black. Um, And I'm not saying that other races are not important. uh, But what is it about us that uh, you look at a person who looks like you and almost in a way you seem like you you get joy out of seeing them suffer what is it about us as african people that we don't treat each other uh, with respect and we're looking at xenophobia in africa and just even understanding uh, the notion of uh, this term the phrase xenophobia what does it mean is this a south african phenomenon is it an african phenomenon or is it a global um, phenomenon joining us uh, right now on the line is advocate sipo mandula who's a researcher at the institute uh, for Dis- dispute resolution in africa good afternoon and welcome, Advocate. Hey, afternoon, Sister Chriselda, and to the listeners of SAFM. I feel like I should have played you Bob Marley, <laughs> but this <laughs> particular song was more appropriate. <laughs> Advocate Mantul, how do you even explain and define xenophobia? You know, Sister uh, Chriselda, as one person who has... Uh, because we are talking about 10 years as well, what happened in Alex almost 10 years ago. Yeah. But uh, by then, I was assigned at the Human Rights Commission in the unit around education. And when we were even confronted with this issue of xenophobia or Afrophobia, you'll find that the word xenophobia, others will say, but is it a fear or hatred of foreigners or even strangers? Mm. Uh, many scholars and uh, researchers have, have looked into it in many forms, and they say it sits on the issues of attitudes, behavior, mm. and both attitudes and behavior and that fear and hatred uh, result into violence, you know. And, 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 and I think that's where many scholars have tried to look into it. From my side, as you have said earlier, when I was listening to you uh, introducing this topic, you are saying, but what is it about us that we will end up hate our own? Mm. Like you will even recall Malcolm X when he would say, in in hating ourselves, we have created the sense of even hating Africa as the continent. You know, mm. Mm. so 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 one can say that the this scourge or this virus, this uh, an uh, epidemic, uh, sort epidemic, of. you know, mm. that has uh, has uh, visited us. One can say post nineteen ninety four. To be honest with you, one can say. Most of the issues started to come, and you will remember even the word that we used to use, and we were avoiding it many times of calling people with amakwere yeah, yeah. If 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 you remember that language that was used at at some point, so I think most of the issues it is that how in Africa as well do we looked into it? In Africa, one can say, just suppose they will want to use the word ethnic or tribalism, mm. you know. And, and then it will not be the fear of the foreigner or the stranger, but it will be the fear of another ethnic group. 
like what we saw in the Rwanda genocide. Mm. Uh, even but here in South Africa, at, there were in, wars on yeah. Zulus and Kosas and Correct, exactly. Mm. But we, we, we never used the word xenophobia during <laughs> those Fatani or yeah. the third war or, or, or the third force that came out in the hostels in Kozilu Natal, in some parts of the of Soweto and the and the uh, and the East Rent, you know, Ekurulein. Mm-hmm. We never use that word xenophobia, but I can tell you that the human rights, uh, the United Nations started to pick up all these pockets of Afrophobia or xenophobia in South Africa around 94-95. And, and unfortunately now, it, it seems like the world is branding us the most xenophobic country. And which I find it very strange. At the same time, they are saying that uh, South Africa it is a good example of uh, transitional justice. You know that we were able to can bury the past of apartheid. We were able to reconcile. And and maybe I think again there is a problem even with academic institutions or the or the analysts uh, as well and the media. You know mm-hmm. because in the morning I was thinking about this debate. I said, but when I was at the Human Rights Commission, somebody said to me during the the uh, engagement with the community members. They say, but the Alex crisis started with the issue of crime in the in the township, and they were saying, but it is alleged or it is assumed that the African nationals who are living in Alex might be the suspects of these crimes. Mm. But mm-hmm. when they were being uh, approached, the communities of uh, the African nationals ran to the Alex. Police station in North Texas, and then the media went there. They already put it on the headlines: xenophobia has uh, erupted again in Houghton Province, and it spread like a wildfire. And hence, even the community mediation, community involvement in terms of integration as well, the reintegration of these communities after this mayhem of violence that always occurs uh, in terms of the businesses, in terms of the hate that we have against them. And the issues around the job losses say, but they are taking our jobs. So those are the issues that I can tell you that it, something it is wrong that people can accuse us of being xenophobic when actually hospitality it has been in this region of the South as well. Because if you look at the Southern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. we are relatively peaceful than your East Africa, your West Africa, your North Africa, honestly speaking. So, so what what gives rise um, to to this thing that we either call Afrophobia or xenophobia? You know, some of the push and the pull factors again. It, it is it is it is the issue of uh, resources scarcity and and the migration. You know, to successful people mm. they will be there. What you call the wandering wanderers. People will wander to see greener pasture. Mm. And your so called bigger cities like your Cape Town. Your Deben, your Houghton still remains your colonial empires of where there is the gold and where there is the diamond and where there is jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. So there is the question of the migration that we have to handle it. There is the even issue of cultural diversity that even, even if somebody doesn't speak your language in the in the hosting province, you cannot assume that this person is a foreigner. Mm. Like people from Rwanda and Zanin, <laughs> if they don't speak Zulu and Kosa, they are maybe from Zimbabwe, you know, yeah. but actually they are not, you know. So, so for me, I say that there are push and pull factors that are including cultural stereotyping, mm. the issues around economic challenges, 
and 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 the issue around even which which I, I think we are not addressing it it it, it is the ter- terminologies as well you know mm-hmm. how do we even classify and even redefine all these concepts and the intervention programs that if you have intervention programs you have institutions of of higher learning researchers like us but still we are still grappling with this question of Afrophobia and xenophobia, and it's got a tendency to come even when it is Africa month. Yeah, if yeah. You can recall. Absolutely. I mean, ago. people have just been displaced. So, so you know? w- how does then a country go about addressing this without being accused of, of um, sure. you know, Afrophobia or, or xenophobia? Wherein, as you say, that sometimes mm-hmm. that scarcity of resources, that yeah. as the people of the country, we are experiencing uh, economic exclusion, <laughs> and how do we then claim? our space without because uh, immediately it will be you people you are here you taking from us how do we correct even that notion um, because I still don't get how a person would move from Pakistan when I've lived in Alex for 15 20 years comes and opens a, a, a retail store what was stopping me from opening a retail store you know, you know, one thing that our government has been lacking and failing since Akshayala, to be honest and brutally honest, from 1994, this issue of single coordination of intervention programs. Like, mm. you, you, you will remember we had the words like uh, Masakani, Paranani. Mm. Uh, you remember those concepts of African Renaissance. You know, when we are saying we are now integrating to the region, now we are no longer South Africa yeah. of apartheid state. You know, we are part of the region. You look at Sadek, you know, we have not even started in the in the regional boundaries of your Namibia, Botswana, Lesotho, you know, Zambia, Zimbabwe. But again, we had this notion in 2012 where we said, but it seems that there is something missing. There is this missing issue of social cohesion, social solidarity, you know. It's like our black solidarity, our African solidarity is missing. The same project with the Minister of Arts and Culture and our Ministry of Foreign Relations. I think this will have carried both projects parallel, bringing even our public and private media as well, mm. of positive imaging of Africa. Because the other issue is that even where you have asylum seekers, you have political refugees, who will end up paying them with the same brush. We say they are all foreigners. They are all here to commit crime. Mm. You know? mm. So, so I, I think that's where we have left it. Our, our security system as well, our immigration system, our home affairs at some point, might take that, I mean, might want to shift that blame uh, as well in terms of documenting of African nationals. So mm-hmm. I think it, it will need what I said is a single uh, coordination of government that was supposed to be run from your local municipalities to your province to national. But it seems people were on the honeymoon after 1994 that we have arrived. You know, when actually we had communities in the neighboring borders that were looking towards South Africa. Yeah. And our freedom and democracy simultaneously was with Mozambique. Remember that Mozambique, as well in 1994, started to see this new dawn between Renamo and Prelimo. Yeah, yeah. So you had the question of Mozambique as well, African nationals from Mozambique. Mm. Now you're giving the question of Lesotho. You have the people from Lesotho saying, but since we're struggling in, 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 in the kingdom, we will want a dual citizenship just like the uh, European nationals here, you've got people mm. from America who can be proud. In other universities, said, I'm a, I, I am a dual citizen. I'm a USA citizen. I'm a, a SA citizen. You mm. know? But for the African, it has been difficult when we don't look at this border dispute, this border, I mean, these boundaries 
these ethnicities, you know. So I will just say one line, like I said, single coordination by our government is very critical. That's it, because if we're opening the borders, then we should create an enabling environment and also inform and educate um, what is meant by this, uh, you know, uh, singular uh, African citizenship that um, many Africans uh, are aspiring and and wishing for. But how do we ensure that uh, as we open these borders, um, we create an environment that is uh, receiving and and not going to make uh, the citizens of that particular uh, country uncomfortable? Correct, correct, my my uh, sister. And the and the other other issue that I, I have picked up, our our government is always going to the United Nations Human Rights Council. I can tell you, in 2016, we had a UN rapporteur on these issues of new forms. You know, we call them contemporary forms of racism, mm. uh, xenophobia related intolerance. And one of the aspects was that member states they don't implement what others in those meetings they will call observations, you know. But in South Africa, we have observed and we have now concluded that there is this question that there is no peaceful cohabitation, there is no integration of even communities. And and again, we are finding African nationals being the victims in all instances. When actually you've got other foreign nationals from other countries, look at the Europeans, the European Jews, you look at your Chinese that are in Saradine, you know, you look at your Indian communities that have been here for for so long. But when our African brothers who are facing conflicts in their African countries, we will we, we now become, one can say, ignorant as well when there are conflicts and people take refugee in our country. And, and, and in a way, yeah. I mean, it's important to also highlight that this is not um, just unique to South Africa. It's a global right. phenomenon. And as, as we talk about it, we highlight um, uh, the challenges that come with uh, being xenophobic as a country and what we stand to lose. Let's take your calls uh, right now. Call Chris Selda now, 891 Asking a very simple question that um, xenophobia in Africa, is it something that exists throughout the continent or is it just South Africa? And what um, fuels uh, this notion of uh, being uh, xenophobic as a country or as a people? And uh, joining me on the line uh, is uh, uh, Advocate uh, Sipo Mandula, researcher of, uh, at the Institute for Destitute, uh, Destitute Resolution in Africa. I, I almost always just want to say... <laughs> dispute. Um, thank you so much uh, once again for for helping us inform uh, advocates. We this is one of those very critical conversations that we must have as Africans and and reflect and uh, get to know what the world is doing and what our contribution is. Each time uh, you type in South Africa, amongst the topics about South Africa is the fact that we're xenophobic. Is it a uniquely South African? Is the question we ask. Uh, Charles, you're joining us uh, from Social. Good afternoon. Hi, Chris Elder. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm never too sure how to <laughs> be when we talk such <laughs> issues. Um, uh, but I guess I can just uh, make reference to my health and say I'm okay. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I think I want to disagree with your uh, guest there when he says uh, this whole problem, we can attribute it to the problem of uh, scarcity of resources. I think the major problem or the main problem is uh, 
uh, our inability to live in a harmonious, peaceful environment and uh, and a, a lack of respect for each other. I think that those are the major contributing factors, rather than scarcity of resources. Because whether um, we do have people of foreign nationals uh, or not, we still are xenophobic towards each other or indifferent towards each other. Yes, and then when you try to uh, find uh, the, the, the real cause of this hatred is actually it's unjustifiable. You cannot mm. uh, explain it because, I mean, we are all brothers. I don't see why we should hate uh, our fellow brothers. I mean, there's no, it does not make any sense at all. Thank you, Charles. Uh, you might as well want to add a sister there as well. Uh, there's no reason why we should be hating brother or sister. Thank you yeah. so much uh, for the call. Let's go to Brighton in Springs. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, ma'am. How are you? All right, I'll say I'm fine. <laughs> uh, even myself, I just say I'm still fine by now. Mm. Well, for myself as a foreign national, uh, when you discuss this issue, that's me, I got a heartbreak. Well, How do you not... feel living in South Africa as, as a foreign national? Where are you from first? I'm from Zimbabwe. From Zim. Yes, yeah, living in South Africa, especially this day, the is was for myself the worst part of my life is I'm a truck driver. Mm. So, like what happened at uh, Moy River, them they call it, it was a service delivery. Mm. But how can it be a service delivery during the night? And to make matters worse, it was on the holiday, if I'm not mistaken. So the offices have been closed. Who's gonna hear your cry? Mm. So who's gonna receive whatever you are requesting, which hasn't been delivered in time? So, so I think the major issue when it comes to Moy River issue is only they take advantage because there is a target. They know that no matter what you are going to stop, if it's on holidays, there will be a queue. People queue vehicles to go to pass by the soldiers. So that's when the war incident started. So ah, it's very difficult. At the same time, they claim that we are taking our jobs, uh, as you have said. Where, if they, where were they before we come here? Were they not uh, SA truck drivers? So this is happening even within trucking. Brighton, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for, for sharing that. If I, well, Brighton, I was still going to ask a question, but it's okay. Um, advocate, what is it about us? Uh, you know, one of the questions that comes through is, why hate your fellow Africans? You, you know, I think I will agree with the first call, even if we can disagree to agree, but I will still reiterate to say that the issues around uh Resources. I will ask you to look at that report of the uh, Human Rights Commission of uh, 2010 mm. that tried to look at the issues that one can say it was around the rule of law, justice, impunity, you know, uh, what we will say arising out of the public violence against African nationals. I will always say a person is not a non-national, it's not a subhuman. Mm. A person or a human being belongs from somewhere. He or she was born in a family, he was born in a 
a certain stage, you know. But the issue, like, of your general governance of informal settlement, we should not run away that even all these violences, when they erupt, they don't erupt in the suburbs. But that's what you should be careful of not running away from. Sure, they, sure. They will erupt in your informal uh, settlements, what you call mihuku, and they will go on the issue for poor infrastructure question, mm-hmm. and then you will have the issue of the undercapacitation of the police. We we you know, we need to intensify to this. We need to intensify this conversation and get to the root causes, as opposed to just um, you know vilifying one another and uh, creating hurt and unnecessary uh, confusion. Let's take the news headlines uh, with Utsile Saku. We continue the conversation when we return. 106.2 FM in Table Mountain. Wherever you are, we found on 104 to 107, that's SAFM radio and uh, SAFM leading uh, the conversations. And right now we're taking your calls. Let's go to Cape Town and speak to Henry. Advocate Sipo Mandula is still with us on the line as we talk about xenophobia. Is it a uniquely South African problem? Uh, Henry, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, madam. Go ahead, well, sir. My, my, my point is simple. I don't think it's a South African phenomenon. Uh, xenophobia is, 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 is everywhere. As we speak, mm-hmm. Europeans are extremely xenophobic against uh, Africans. We mm-hmm. see it on TV on a daily basis. So xenophobia is not uh, a South African per se, but the nature it is expressed within society, it is kind of peculiar. Mm. Level of violence uh, 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 that is expressed against foreigners in this country it is kind of different uh, to what it is expressed in uh, in Botswana or maybe in, in Zambia or Tanzania. Xenophobia is there. You know, uh, we, we, no one can ever claim that where people are living foreigners, they will all love foreigners. So mm. There is a level of xenophobic attitude. But the, 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 the way it is expressed, the the machetes and the burning of people alive, and those images go viral, and then and, and then it, 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 it has a specific violence to it that is unseen. That's why maybe uh, the stigma of South Africa being extremely xenophobic. It is not that it is a phenomenon uh, only in South Africa, but it could be the level of violence that is unleashed against foreigners make it happen that it is a highly xenophobic uh, mm. uh, country because you don't see people being necklaced and burned alive and machetes uh, around and every single time there is a, a, a protest someone will go and burn a foreigner shop sure. for nothing if, if they protest against uh, against government or self-delivery a Somali shop will be burned so uh, maybe the way it is expressed mm. it is kind of peculiar so that's what it is. All right, let's take your voice notes as well. Uh, voice notes, uh, you connect with us on 0614-104-107. Chris Soda, very little of what you're saying there in the studio is the cause or was the cause of xenophobia. The actual cause of xenophobia in our country was the people and still is the people who do drugs and uh, prostitution. And the majority of these people happen to be uh, the Nigerians. Not only the Nigerians, but the majority of Nigerians. All the Nigerians I know personally don't work in South Africa. They're doing drugs and prostitution. That's all. Thank you. Uh, I was trying to say this. 
why the United Nations is not helping us in, in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo? Uh, while even the SA uh, Defense Force is right there in Congo, but people are being massacred in front of them, and they've been there for so long, so many years, and there's nothing they're trying to do, but only the United Nations is there, is there to back up the, the current government and uh, busy, uh, busy looting our, our, our mineral resources, but they are, trying to, they are not trying to help us. That's why we are here. We are pushed out of our own, our own country by force. We don't want to be here, but we are pushed by force. That's why most of the Congolese are here, because they are being massacred in their own land. Are we even finding each other as, as we try and grapple um, through this challenge, Advocate Mandula? Because, uh, you know, we even in our response to this, it's, it's about us and them and people speak purely from what they know as their fact. Mm-hmm. You know, from your last voice note of the Democratic Republic of Congo, I will just... This is very important what you raising that the United Nations uh, has been starting the DRC since 1960. I think on your show, you remember when you do the, the evening show, we once spoke about uh, Lumumba and even, even DRC. Mm. I think that's where we are having the even crisis on it. And, and then when you look at the comment that came from one caller about Europeans, you know, you, you look at how Europeans, the rise of xenophobia, actually, it is sparked by what I read earlier of re- refugee crisis. And it comes under the issue of what you call fascism and ultra-nationalism. Mm-hmm. But Europeans, whether it's in Britain, whether it's in Europe, where African nationals from Eritrea, Mauritania, when they are going to see greener pastures. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why even you see this conflict of xenophobia even becomes related intolerance, mm. like I said earlier. But and, how and, do and we separate it from thuggery as like well? I said to, to your first caller, who raised the issue of respect and human dignity, and those are values, yeah. you know. But how do we separate it from thuggery as well? Um, because, I, I mean, for me, Correct. if you are saying that we're fighting for service delivery and the very first point of your dissatisfaction or expressing your dissatisfaction is going and burning somebody's property and stealing millimil. You know, the, the point that we are trying to do is that one challenge that you are raising of criminals taking an advantage, you know, it is the same like when you have protests that you will have that group, that what you call, I mean, culprits that you cannot even reduce them. They mm. are irreducible in the sense that they are taking opportunity yeah. whenever there are these um, concerns from communities. And that's where social unrest, you need that coordination that I have raised. And even of un- understanding the role of the police, because I think our police service, when it was transformed from force to service, they have lost that point. The role of military, in some of these instances, we bring military where actually you could have dealt with through community policing forums, you know, because I think we have tried to create many structures, the mechanisms, but it seems that people are looking at money, Mm. pocketing, you know, tender, premiershiping, some of very critical strategic intervention programs in in this country, you know. Mm, so mm. that's why I think we have to look around that single coordination and look even at the issue of how do we deal with the criminal elements, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take some of your messages. Um, how did uh, Africans become uh, foreigners in, in, in Africa? Um, a question that comes through uh, via SMS and uh, um, Twitter uh, we minimize um, we we minimize thinking uh, that some of the many happenings in our country only happen within. 
uh, and uh, they are a worldwide matter. It's not just in South Africa. And Mugoni um, saying um, another problem is that uh, we think European foreigners are here to help and Africans, um, African foreigners. How do you become in? foreign in Africa are uh, only here to seek help and and these are some of the things that uh, we need to clarify um, not a global problem it's associated with South Africa due to many factors including laziness bigotry uh, especially among South African men and that's from top K and uh, we continue taking your messages xenophobia is a direct contradiction uh, with the African narrative of Ubuntu the worrisome part of the xenophobic attacks is the violence associated with the scourge um, the ease of harming uh, those who in fact look like uh, you is basically self-hate Read Franz Fanon uh, who, in uh, The Wretched of uh, Earth and you will get it. And that's from Romain P.E. Hi, Chrysalda. I think us black people are cursed and mostly stupid. Oh, wow. Uh, most wow. people hate each other because of stigma around uh, other ethnic groups. Whoever did uh, this to us, we need, to, we need a signal, ma. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yanda from Nelspreet. I think as Malema once said, we need to continue educating our fellow uh, South Africans that we hate our fellow Africans, yet Europeans, Americans, Indians who, who are taking out billions of rent are uh, received uh, with open arms. This level of violence is not seen in most African countries. That's uh, Jacob Masejo. Uh, your conclusions, um, um, advocate, and how do we begin a conversation that is restorative and that makes us aware on, on what is happening outside in the world. Christian, I think my concluding remark is that let's try to look at all the reports that have been sent from the United Nations to African Union, the Human Rights Commission, on this current challenge that we are facing. And then we should just try to implement and look at what are the current challenges and, 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 and forms, you know. And I think as we have raised the role of education, the media is very critical, the issue of understanding each other. And I think as a country, it is said when people they say we are we are by God, we are hateful. I think that is very wrong in the in terms of that we are the only country that we have dedicated the whole month for Africa where we are trying to learn and understand our cultural diversities. I mean, if we can be diverse, but there is a commonality, you know. So I think this will be an, uh, it should be a debate that we will take on our thematic programming, as uh, researchers said, even government with their national commemorative days, that mm. how do we even bring the social cohesion concept and philosophy amongst our own communities. And local municipalities as well, they have their role to play provincial and national, they have a role to play in terms of support. And it is even issues of engaging with the African nationals and even avoiding of calling African foreigners when they are actually in the African continent. It's so sad that we still call each other non-nationals or foreigners when actually we are human beings. That's what Google said that there's only one race and that's the human race. Yeah, that's just it. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Advocate uh, Sipo Mandula, who is a researcher much. at the Institute uh, for Destitute Resolution or Dispute Resolution. Why do I keep saying destitute? Yeah, Dispute Resolution in Africa, also uh, known as IDRA. Uh, thank you so much uh, for those insights. and. Uh,